Are you the guys on the beach who hate everything? <laughs> Is this some sort of hip music that I don't understand? I miss Pat. So do I. <laughs> I like that song. I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, well, you'll find out later. There's a reason why I played that song. Oh, okay. All right, good. And it's like not it. because I hate everything uh, about you. Well, I thought uh, I thought maybe just because um, people have accused us of hating everything. Oh, well, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, welcome, Junkies. Episode 42. Good evening. Uh, good evening. We're back to our semi-normal time. Semi. Yep. I mean, two weeks flew by. Yeah, it really yeah. did. I apologize for posting the uh, the uh, last uh, podcast late. I didn't even realize it. It's like we recorded on Thursday, and like somebody came up to me on Saturday. Was like, where's the podcast? Yeah. Like, oh shit! <laughs> I got so busy with stuff. That was, I think, that was the weekend. I had two weddings and yep. the benefit and everything else, and it was just like crazy, crazy, crazy. So, uh, this should be posted by tonight as normal. Sweet. Yes. So, Al, tell me about Motley Crue without Tommy Lee. Oh, all right. I got my notes here. All right. So, as some of you know, I went to the final Connecticut performance of Motley Crue uh, last Friday in Bridgeport. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it was the set list hasn't changed at all this whole tour. Oh, really? Right. It's the same thing. Um. There was nothing special really about this show. Um, Tommy Lee couldn't play because he has tendonitis in his wrist. He missed last night's show too, so that's six shows now. That in a row. Been. Yep. Oh, okay. So it's a. I didn't know if he came back after no, Bridgeport and then. Nope. Oh, okay. Six in a row. Um, Glenn Sobel from Alice Cooper filled in. Uh, he did a great job. Um, I, I think he had like an hour or two to. to yeah, I heard to, he uh, he he. Looked at the set, yeah. went into a room, yeah, just listened to the songs, made a bunch of notes, and then went on stage and killed it. Yeah, so the um, the set list was the, the basic um, greatest hits package. Um, they didn't have the roller coaster, obviously, but they had um, they did this cool thing where they had two platforms on each side of the stage that were connected to two large cranes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they, mm -hmm. f like, flung out over the crowd, which was pretty cool. Now, did they only do that at the end? Yes, yeah. for one song towards yeah. the end. Did they have that? They had that, they had that when I saw them at uh, Mohegan Sun Arena. With yeah. the roller coaster, too? With the roller oh, okay, coaster, cool, yeah. Cool. So when you showed up there and didn't see the roller coaster, did you assume that the venue was too small for the coaster, or did you know that Tommy was not going to play? Well... Well, I well I knew Tommy wasn't gonna play because of like the internet. Okay. But I thought the roller coaster wasn't there because I don't know if you remember in that arena in the middle there's that large drop down scoreboard. Right. For, that's hang, it's dead center. Right. So unless they take that down, there's no way that thing. See, that's the thing. I did notice. I did notice at the Mohegan Sun Arena when I saw them, they did take the scoreboard down. Oh, okay. For the roller yep. coaster. So yeah. So I mean, I I assume obviously it was um you know, one of those reasons, but, um, Tommy was there. He came out, um, 
showed a picture of a pin being inserted to oh, his Christ. wrist. Um, but he did play the um, he did play piano on Home Sweet Home, uh-huh. which was which was cool. You know, he was there. Um, where that second stage was that raises yeah. was right in front of me. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So it was it was pretty cool. And um, I don't know if they had it when at the Mohegan one, but did they have the row of seats? Oh for yeah, the crowd. Yeah, like I don't know how much people paid for those seats. Let but... me tell you how much. Oh, you found out? Yeah. All right. How much did you pay for your ticket? Just out of curiosity. I think they were they were after uh, service charges and everything. I think they were hundred bucks a piece. Okay, you ready? Okay. <laughs> Five seventy nine. Really? In addition to your regular ticket price. So it was an extra five seventy. So it was a, almost seven hundred dollars probably yeah. for the for those seats. Yeah. Interesting. For one song. For one song. And your a couple guitar picks from Nikki. Right. Well, yeah, and yeah. I did I did see them give, getting guitar picks and stuff. I looked it up, and in, oh. in Europe, it's even more expensive. Because I remember the front row seats for the show I went to were like five grand. Wow, really? But, but for that five grand, I mean, not that it's worth it, but for that five grand, you got you got your choice of um, Nikki Six signature bases from Schechter, and he handed that he signed it and handed it to you. Nice. That's what five grand gets you. It gets you a uh, $800 guitar and, and Nikki Six. And Tommy doesn't do those meet and greets. Right? No, he's yeah. the only one that does it. So yeah. if you if you go to the meet and greet, then you're just getting uh Mick Mick, Nikki, and Vince. Yeah, so Vincent. I mean it was it was cool to be there for that final show, but the show I saw last year was a lot better. Um Vince missed the whole first verse of Kickstart by Heart. <laughs> um it, it's Yeah, just, that's bad. Yeah, it's and you could see the frustration and even Mick's face when it happened. Oh, really? You know, by this point, you're like, come on. Really? Come on, seriously? Like, you know, right. And now, like I told you, when I saw them a few months ago, Mick Mars nailed yeah. everything. He, he nailed every solo. Oh my, he, he was so good. He, so spot yeah. on. Um, Him and Nikki. I mean, well, obviously Glenn, too. But, um, yeah, Mick was 100% on point the mm-hmm. whole night. He didn't move. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, he, was he was solid. He was solid. Um, his solo was great. Um, everything about his playing was great, which I was really happy, you know, based on his health to see that. Now, did you he seems to be doing well? Did you notice an overall difference in the the overall sound because Tommy wasn't there? Honestly, I did, and I it's it was Glenn doesn't hit as hard as Tommy, uh-huh. so a lot of it it sounded a little empty. Okay, but um, you know he. He did his best, and he he, he nailed it. He yeah. ultimately did a great job. Was he playing Tommy's kit, or was he playing his own? No, the funny thing was because what made me think Tommy was there because they they left his drums up. Uh, they were the last thing they took down was his drums. Uh-huh. So they took it apart, but they took it apart and then rebuilt it behind the curtain. Oh, so maybe there were certain parts of his kit yeah. and certain parts so of Tommy's kit. I thought when they were breaking it down, I thought, Okay, so they're not leaving it up there. Tommy is gonna play. Gotcha. But so that's um, the kit he was playing for Motley was a little bigger. Uh-huh. So I'm guessing he there were some pieces of both in there. Um, and you know another thing I noticed that um, I think a lot of people went there because it was Motley's last show because right. the crowd was really boring. Yeah. I mean, people talking the whole time, like. 
like they, us were, ha- they, they were going just to go. Yeah, like us having a conversation now while Motley Crue's playing in the background. That's awful. I've and been it, to shows where that's happened. It's so annoying. I mean, but I mean, overall, it was a good night. It was good to see the final performance. Um, as of now, Vince already has solo shows booked in 2016 where he promises to play all Motley songs. So if you want to wait, you could if see you want to wait to see what words he forgets yeah, this time around, you could see one quarter of Motley in 2016. Well, hey, I saw him at the Wolf's Den at the Mohegan, so I would go to that. You he know. may end up there again. I was then again, he, he may put together like a super group or something. Yeah, did he like play all Motley when you saw him? Pretty he much? did, and I I don't know if I if I told you this, but his backup band was Slaughter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it you was did Dana Strom. Um, that really wild drummer that was uh no 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 no, no. The, the new guy i can't remember his name but he's a wicked crazy drummer um and then they're the guitar player that replaced tim kelly i can't okay. remember his name but i think he also plays for white snake okay um yeah so he's been known to do that so i'm sure he'll go out and you know i heard mick mars is already already talking about doing something with john karabi yep I'm down for that too. And Nikki's gonna do another six AM record 6 a. M. and go yeah. do a world tour with and them. Tommy's so. probably gonna become a rapper. Yeah. You know he has a Starbucks in his house? I do remember that yeah. from Cribs. Yeah. I do remember that. Insanity. Yeah. Crazy. But um I And mean, uh and Alice Cooper killed it. Yeah, I mean, I'm biased, obviously. You guys know how big of an Alice fan I am, but you know, he you're not just seeing a concert, you're seeing a whole like macabre, you know, performance <laughs> and he did all the same stuff, but it was still cool to see. Oh yeah, um, you know he he nailed it. I had friends that were going, and and you know they were concerned about getting out of work. I'm like, no, you you make sure you yeah. see Alice Cooper. He was it, on. He's seven forty five on the dot. He started, yeah, which is early. Oh yeah, was he supposed to go on at eight? I I thought he. I, when I saw him at Mohegan, I, he went on at like eight or eight. I don't know if there's a different curfew there on might you be, know for you Bridgeport. Know. But um, he was off the stage by nine, so yeah. he, he was probably psyched about that. You know, sure. So, us old timers, you know, we like early shows. I can respect that. Man. <laughs> I want to be done by nine o'clock. But, and then know. what time did crew get off? Like eleven thirty? Uh, crew started at nine thirty, quarter to ten around there. They were done by eleven thirty. Gotcha. Because I was out of the parking lot by about midnight, so it wasn't too bad. Well, they only got a couple months left. Yeah. Um, Last three shows, New Year's Eve. I heard a rumor that uh, at one of the shows recently, not Bridgeport, but one of the shows that sandwiched it, that uh, that uh, Nikki Six punched a roadie or something. Oh, nice. Yeah, Eddie Trunk was talking about it, and uh, I think it, I think it's being blamed on his realization that this is the end. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah. Everybody's beating up roadies now. Yeah, seriously. So, alrighty. Speaking of uh, beating things up, oh, I know where you're going with this. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I posted it on the uh, the Rock and Roll Junkies page. That Glenn Danzig is at it again. Sure is. It happened on October 18th. Um, the uh, alleged victim, Neil Dalton says that 60-year-old Danzig stopped his Sunday night concert in Montreal to berate him for taking pictures. We know about we all know about Danzig's no photos uh policy yep. at shows. Uh Dalton claims the singer threatened to break his neck. <laughs> and then he says uh he claims the guy the guy claims that security dragged him outside, beat him up, 
but then somehow let him back into the show briefly. And then security pulled him out again. And then by that time, Danzig showed up to join in the beatdown. <laughs> Montreal uh, Police Department confirms Dalton filed a police report later that night, and they are investigating. If if that actually happened, I mean, calm down, Glenn. It's okay. Seriously. Like, you know. But that flash forwards to today's Danzig news. Oh, you have it in there? Well, <laughs> why don't you, you want to go ahead? No, no, go ahead. Okay. So, um, uh, you know, I guess Dan's, uh, Glenn Danzig has been talking about it for a while that, about uh, that he doesn't want to tour anymore. And uh, there was uh, an interview being held before, uh, I guess it was last night's show. And uh, he had, he was asked by the interviewer how much time he thinks he's got left on the road because he's always hinted about, uh, you know, you know, retiring from the road. And uh, his response, very, very nonchalant, was like, I think this is going to be it. Like, you know, kind of like, you know, you caught him out of like a bad day. Like, yeah. you know what? I'm done after this. He's, you know, he hinted that uh, this tour with Super Joint Ritual right now could be his last. Uh, he also said in the interview, I, I watched it. It was a very, you know, a little short blurb, but um, he also said he might want to do some lounge type shows. Like he's got that new album coming out next the month. The covers album. The covers yeah. album where he does some Elvis and some yep. stuff like that. And he said he would love to go to a show where you know perform where people are just sitting, sitting at uh like cocktail tables, yeah. watching the show. And he 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 emphasized watching the show. Yeah, that that'd be different. So yeah, I mean that could change tomorrow, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure the uh, the beatdown. Might have had something to do with it. If that if if that's true, he might just have said, "You know what? I'm done with this. I'm not touring anymore." Yeah. He says he'll do one off shows here and there, you know, New York or uh, uh, L.A. or something like that. But uh, I think he's gonna he's gonna do this lounge thing. I don't know how well received it's gonna be. Maybe we can get him in the ballroom. Oh my god! <laughs> some tables there. Someone's getting beat down that night. I hope so. Ballroom. I hope it's Chris Serapig. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's uh, what's in the news with Danzig. So, real quick about all this touring stuff, let me ask you. So, you know Motley Crue signed that non-touring agreement or whatever they called it. Yes. Do you think that, so they can't tour, but do you think they'll do like, say like they're going to come to MSG for a night? I, You know, I've thought about that, like, you know, one-off shows. Yeah. I don't, I'd ha- I don't know if what was put in the contract. Yeah. Yes. They said they were not going to tour no more. You know, does that mean they, they, you know, in five years, they're not going to show up on a American music awards or something like that. But I don't know. I'm sure it's not the last we've heard of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you think, I mean, they, Vince made a comment like, you know, we never said we were going to stop recording music. Right. You know, so. but I'll tell you if they do tour again, I'm not going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally agree. It's like, all right, I'm done. Yeah. I saw my last show. Yeah, I've like I'm I'm definitely um they're up there now <laughs> with uh being done with. Yeah. Unless Alice Cooper's opening. Yeah. Or Motley should open for Alice Cooper next time. That'd be But a, the good a thing better. about this is when this this tour is over, maybe Alice Cooper will tour by himself again. Yeah, no, he's already uh I think he's they're doing a thing in Europe for a little while. Yeah. That's gonna take um into January. And then he'll probably take like a month or two off and his new album's gonna come out. So uh, next summer. Rob Zombie's got a new album coming out too, and they were always a good pair. Yeah. Yep. That'd be nice. 
So that's cool. I uh did I tell you I got cure tickets? Oh yeah, that's right. I saw they added a third date, right? Oh my god. So I had like so tickets were on sale for it's a Saturday in June. I think it's like June twelfth, thirteenth, whatever that weekend is. Um, they had put Saturday tickets on sale, and I even had a pre-sale pre-sale code. Mm-hmm. Forget it. There was only single seats, you know, maybe you know here and there, um, and not much else. So then I said, okay, well, let me take a shot the day they actually go on sale because I know they're going to release more tickets. And the tickets for Saturday were gone, but they did add on a, a Sunday show, which I don't think they really announced. It, it was just there. When yeah. I went to buy tickets for Saturday, the Sunday show was there. And there was only single seats. I just kept refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And finally, two seats opened up right behind the soundboard. I'm like, boom. Oh, nice. So I'm not, I, I'm in, I'm in the, the the first tier up from the floor. That's that's good. So yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm in the building. Yeah. And then I saw yesterday that they had made a post that uh today there was a pre-sale for a third date on a Monday. So they're mm-hmm. doing Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Now are they touring or are they just doing like a couple See, that's of the thing. They, big they're, markets. They're do yeah, they're they're doing these three shows in New York and then I think a couple of shows out in LA or Vegas. And and that's it. They have not announced a tour, so that's that's why I, I grabbed. It. I was like, you know, because I wasn't. I didn't cry over not getting Iron Maiden tickets because I think they're going to tour, and I think there's a good shot they'll come to Hartford, yeah, or maybe you know, Worcester or something like that. And I can I can see them, but uh, I got the feeling that this might be it for the Cure, and I've never seen the Cure, and yeah. you know, they're one of my top favorite bands. So uh, that's in June. I mean, how how ridiculous is it? Yeah. Six, eight, like eight months away, yeah. and the tickets go on sale. That's so, awesome. Looking though. forward to yeah. looking forward to the cure. Hope they uh announce some more dates, you know, maybe a casino date or something. Maybe, but I'm wondering if if they're too, you know, because they haven't been around for so long if if they're if they like the arena's too small for them or something like that. Yeah. They're going to just play big big shows, I don't know. But uh another show that's coming up. I just saw today in February. They announced the uh, lineup for the Monsters of Rock Cruise 2016. Oh, nice. nice. It's February 22nd through the 26th. Uh, taking part in this year's cruise is Steve I, Sebastian Bach, Queensryche, Tesla, and Extreme. Those are the top build bands. Wow, that's the top build bands. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that was my first, uh, yeah. Other acts of note participating in this year's cr- cruise include Halloween, Y&T, uh, Michael Monroe, Doro, Lynch Mob, Vinx, Vixen, uh, Dangerous Toys, Kingdom Come, Armored Saint, Saigon Kick, XYZ, Killer Dwarfs, Metal Church, Hardcore Superstar, uh, Jeff Scott Soto, and looks like Helix. There's a couple more. Uh, Anvil's playing. Dio Disciples is playing. There's a band playing, I don't know if this is a typo, called The Kicks. Hmm. Not it doesn't say kicks. It says the kicks. It's spelt like kicks. The band K I X. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah. So, uh, and and then in between, they're also going to be doing like guitar clinics and stuff like that. And uh, Monster Gong Show karaoke, rock star dating, cooking with rock stars, and a so you think you can shred guitar competition. <laughs> nice. And all of it's hosted by uh, um, Eddie Trunk. Awesome. I love that, dude. Yes. So, Monsters of Rock Cruise. Uh, sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a night at the casino. Yeah. 
Uh, I'd be stuck for three days on the ocean with Gary Sharon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else you got over there? Um, nothing really exciting. I mean, I wanted we touched on everything I wanted to touch on. Um, I don't know. It's been slow lately. I don't know what's going on. With it has our, been slow. Uh, and forgive me, I'm under the weather, so if so I sound I. stuffy, yeah, it's 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 the stuffiness. Yeah. Um, but I did note that. Uh, your boys in uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers have an entire album worth of new stuff to uh, uh, to to put out. And the reason why I bring this up is because they're, they are doing shows here and there. Mm-hmm. And they're not playing any of the new material. And uh, Anthony Kiedis says, uh, the torture about doing this is that we've been writing uh, new music for the last year. And we've written some songs that I feel are as good as any songs we've ever written. And we're dying to play these new songs. And he goes on to say, but we can't because every single human has a recording device on them at all times. Um, like they don't want it getting out on YouTube before they, yeah. they before they either uh, maybe perfect it or get it on an album. So I agree with that. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. I mean, one, one video and, you know, it's done. It's out there. You know, and you know, and I'm not even talking about the uh, videotaping going on uh, at shows. Uh, That's more of a like a respect thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, You know, we've all held up the camera at at shows, but uh, I don't know. Maybe do you think that if they asked people not to do that, they would listen? Probably not. Probably not. That's a lost cause. Yeah. Maybe they would have to do it at a um, like a like a private listening party or something where people have to check their phones. Yeah. Cause I know that that's something that bands have done in the past or get Glenn Danzig to come. Oh my God. The shit out of everybody. I'm just stand at yeah. this, at the side of the, I, uh, I wouldn't do it if I saw him there like now I'm good. Yeah. So, uh, so hopefully, uh, we'll get some new stuff from Red Hot Chili Peppers cause it's been a long time, hasn't it? It was 2011 or that I'm with you came out. Yeah. So, yeah, we're we'll go, go, going on four or five yeah. years. So, yeah, so we're due. We're due for some new stuff. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, I always wondered when, um, you know, we're talking about they don't want their stuff getting leaked or anything. Mm-hmm. You now, like you hear the stories about how oh the new album leaked on the internet. Like I always wondered, like who actually did that. I think a lot of the times, a lot of times, I think it's the, the bands band. themselves. I know Buck Cherry got called out for doing that. Like their management, they did that. Was uh, <laughs> I think it was for um, what's the album? Uh, is it Butterfly or Black? Butterfly? Oh yeah, 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 Black Butterfly. I think they had this whole thing where um, Too Drunk to Fuck was leaked before uh, the album came out. Another shitty song. Yeah, they chased they uh, traced the IP address back to their manager, <laughs> and it was all like a big publicity thing. I was like, Jesus Christ. That's the thing. If you do something like that nowadays, you'll get caught. Yeah, absolutely. There is a hacker out there where they'll find find out anything. Yep. Yeah. No one's safe. No one's safe. But uh, I got a song for you. Nice. So the re- I played Ugly Kid Joe at the uh, top of the show real quick, a little snippet. But Ugly Kid Joe has released their first album in 19 years. Wow. Did you know about this? No. <laughs> It came out this week. It's called Uglier Than They Used To Be. Awesome. They uh, There's actually a couple of covers on the album. There's a cover of Ace of Spades, and there's a cover of Papa, Rose, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. But uh, I pulled the uh, the opening track 
because uh, I think it might, if there is such a thing as singles anymore, I think it's the first single. Uh, yeah, so the album's called Uglier Than They U- Uglier Than They Used to Be, <laughs> T-A. <laughs> and it still has the drawing of the little guy. Oh, it does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just like that. That's awesome. But uh, I'm going to play this song. It's called uh, Hell Ain't Too Hard to Find. Oh. So uh, let me know what you think. This is Ugly Kid Joe coming back after 19, a 19-year 19 absence. Oof. See what you think.
Nice. I dig uh, it. It's very uh, Foo Fighter-ish. You know, I <laughs> is it the line that uh, uh, looking, looking for, for a, a, compl- a, a complication yeah. or whatever? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought the same thing when I first heard. It. I was like, you know, like that's that's pretty distinct, and you can actually almost almost sing uh, "Learn to Fly" yeah. over it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's good, and no, some of the cool. other stuff on the album is pretty decent. So. I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, see them uh, at a uh, at a club near you. I hope so. I'd like near, to see them near us. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen Ugly Kid Joe. No, me neither. I don't think they toured much uh, uh, when when they were they were hot. They had to have come to toes, but we were probably too young. Maybe I don't yeah. even remember what year that came out. Like the early. I hate everything about you. Ninety one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like maybe we were just getting into high school. Yeah. Awesome. Perhaps. Yeah. Cool. So that's the new Ugly Kid Joe off the album Uglier Than They Used To Be. <laughs> I'm gonna that was the that song uh, Hell Ain't Hard To Find. Not bad. Not bad stuff. Uh, we got a top five. Yeah, I got a, I got an email. Me too. From You got one from Dave? I did. Nice. Got one from Pete. What did Pete have to say? Um, <clears throat> Pete's got it's a couple honorable mentions of this week's top five was our... Top five albums of 2015 so far. Um, I looked at the list of the f- releases for the rest of the year, and I think we should just call it now because <laughs> I don't think anything good's coming out. I so. still want to hear that Danzig album. That's true. <laughs> the covers album. Maybe just that one. Yeah. But um, I'm sorry, guys. I'm all stuffed up. <laughs> this is going to be an early co- yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pete's honorable mentions. Uh, first was the new Wilco album, Star Wars. Uh, it's nice to hear a good Wilco album. The last few albums have been crap, but this is reminiscent of 2004's A Ghost is Born, which is one of my favorite albums. And they're coming to College Street. Yeah, I just saw that. That was that was announced. That was great. Uh, Faith No More, Soul Invictus. Um, Pete did an interview with uh, Mike Patton a few years ago for um, one of the websites he used to write for, and they talked about how... Is it New Haven Pizza or a Beats? Yeah, so uh, he must have done that interview before the Phantomaz show. That, I, or, or, or no, no, I'm sorry, Tomahawk. It was Tomahawk and Tool at the New Haven Coliseum. It was the last. I don't mean to go out on a tangent. Yeah. It was the last concert ever at the New Haven Coliseum before they tore it down. I was reviewing that show for the New Haven Register, and I remember Mike Patton. On stage, Talking going about, off about a beats. Yeah, was that the last show at the Coliseum? It was Tool. The last show at the Coliseum was Tool and Tomahawk opened. The last event at the Coliseum was the next day or two days later. It was uh, Monday Night Raw. Oh, okay, sweet. Uh, next uh, honorable mention: the new Muse record, Drones. Uh, Muse is one of those bands that's either epic or crap. I agree. I'm still undecided on the new album after a few listens, but I'm optimistic it will grow to be one of my favorite albums. Then he wanted to just plug a couple of New Haven bands. Um, one of his favorite bands, hailing from New Haven, Tome or I'm sorry, Tomb and Thirst, released their first full-length titled Wrath, a follow-up to their EP, which came out in 2015. This is another heavy-ass record that people should check out. And the next honorable mention. I'm, I have to say I'm also loving the gasoline therapy demo. Wow. Can't wait to hear a full length. Anthony, any insight <laughs> as to if we'll see that in 2015? Actually, um, what's going to be happening is, so we released that, uh, I believe it was a four, four song. Yep. We're going to be releasing another 
four song Ooh. CD in a different color. A couple months after that, we're going to release another four song uh, uh, record with a di- in, again in a different color. So you have to collect them all. Oh. Then we will be releasing the definitive collection. Of- <laughs> it's, it, 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 it sounds pretentious, but it's lazy. Yeah. It's lazy. It's a big difference. Right now we're like, we don't want to do the artwork. We don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. Sean's getting married next month. And, you know, it's it, it, it's like a whole thing. But, but we don't want to stop putting out stuff because we recorded everything. Yeah. So we're going to put out, we put out the four songs. We're going to put out four more. That's and, cool, though. You know, little little teasers. And then we'll release uh, the whole thing together with the artwork and maybe like one or two other tracks. Nice. Cool. So that's from the uh, Gasoline Therapy Camp. So, all right. So, write that down, Pete. Um, so, Pete's official top five. Uh, number five is um, a band, Failure, the album The Heart is a Monster. I am not familiar with that. I am, fami- I... Familiar, I am familiar with that band, and I heard the album is great. It's on, like, everybody's top lists for the year. I They even played uh, College Street Music Hall, I think. Oh, nice. And uh, But I've yet to listen to anything off that album. All right, so we should check that out. Uh, number four is Highly Suspect, Mr. Asylum. Um, you heard them here first, people. Yes. So Excellent album. They are an excellent band, so check them out. Uh, number three is the band Chon, C-H-O-N. The album is Grow. Uh, number two, Winery Dogs, Hot Streak, which oh. is a, a great album. Uh, number one is the new Ghost record. Um, I can't say it right. Meliora. Meloria, something like something that. like that. It is a good album, um, and Ghost is a great band. So, um, good list, my man, and thank you for contributing. I'm a little weird on Ghost with 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 music wise. I mean, I can care less about their image, but music wise, it's like I honestly don't know if I love them or not. I listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is cool, and this is cool, but you know, and and I think I think I get it. But I just don't know. I don't know if I'm fully invested in it. Yeah, it you know what I mean. Time, but no, I do dig Ghost. Uh, so Dave had some harsh words for us. Yeah, he complained the whole way to Motley Crue about. Let this me list. first start off by saying that this is the worst top five yet. How do you have this top five and the year isn't even over yet? <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes we're grabbing at straws here. <laughs> Please email us at. Uh, rock and roll junkies at yahoo.com with your top five suggestions. <laughs> uh, he had an honorable mention. He just had one honorable mention. Uh, Clutch Psychic Warfare. Oh, nice. Has to be an honorable mention because it doesn't come out until October 24th. That's not true. I have that. But you anyway. Have, you have it legally? Oh, maybe I don't have yeah. it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. <laughs> it's a damn good album. Yeah, it is. Uh, his. Uh, <laughs> Hence my hatred for this list in the middle of October. Um, his official top five: Napalm Death, Apex Predator, uh, Easy Meat. I honestly didn't even know Napalm Death had a new album out. Yeah, a couple months ago. I, I that must have just slipped right under me. Uh, his number four was Lamb of God. Uh, this Lamb of God uh, seven Sturm and Drang. Number three, Alabama Shakes, great band, uh, mm-hmm. sound and color, dig that band a lot. Uh, number two is uh, ACDC, Rock or Bust. I dig the ACDC stuff. I don't, I don't, obviously, I don't dig it as much as their older stuff. Yeah, uh, but it's still pretty solid. 
And his number one is Hailstorm into the wildlife. We Good. played some Hailstorm, I think, here a few, yeah. few, few shows ago. Good choice. So uh, thank you, Dave, for your list. All right. So I wonder if you had a, as difficult time as I did with this. I did, but I also realized how many great albums have come out this year so far. Yeah. There's a lot of them. So um, um, I had a couple a couple honorable mentions. Uh, first one was the Marilyn Manson, Pale Emperor. I kind of figured that you would have that in there somewhere. Um, the Night Bitch, self-titled, 10-inch that mm. came out. It's a great record. Local band. Totally Solid. killer. Uh, we had Chris in here uh, a couple shows ago. Chris is playing at Knuckleheads tomorrow with tomorrow night with Entero. Uh, yes, Cannibal Metal from Peru. From Peru. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hailstorm into the wildlife. Uh, honorable mention. Uh, the darkness, last of our kind. Um, that one kind of slipped by everyone, but they did put out an album about a month ago. And Motorhead's Bad Magic yes. is um, my last honorable mention. So my official top five. Number five is the new Butcher Babies, Take It Like a Man. I am a fan of that band, and I do not care what I anyone you says. <laughs> you could all go fuck off. Uh, number four is the Lamb of God, Seven, Sturm and Stern Undrung. Yeah. Stern Undrung. Uh, number three is Slayer Repentless, um, which, as Anthony stated before, is not a real word. <laughs> it does not exist in Google. Now it does. <laughs> uh, number two is the Iron Maiden Book of Souls, a very epic Maiden record. And my number one album that actually just came out three weeks ago, but I love it so much, is the new Huntress record, Static. Ah, yes. It is a killer record. We played that um, title track, I'm sorry, the lead single last week. Check that band out if you haven't heard of them yet. It's HuntressKills.com. Nice. Uh, I have some similar honorable mentions. I uh, put uh, Clutch's Psychic Warfare in there. I probably would have put him in my top five because I'm such a Clutch fan, but I, I think I'm still better about not being able to go to that show. <laughs> uh, also had as an honorable mention Motorhead's uh, uh, Black uh, Bad Magic, uh, The Lamb of God, and The Mr. Asylum. And my number five is kind of new, but I think I think they're on my list because I'm into them right now, is the uh, Wind Hand uh, oh, album. Yes, that's such a good record. Grief's Infernal Flower. Yeah. Excellent stuff. My number four, Slayer's uh, Repentless. We uh, we talked about that uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, my number three is the Iron Maiden Book of Souls. Fantastic stuff. My number two is Faith No More's Soul Invictus. And uh, and that that was a weird situation where I d- what didn't care for a few songs on the album, but then when I saw them play those songs live, I was like, oh, okay. It took on like a, a new life, and then I went back and listened to the album, and I, I dug it all over again. Uh, and my number one, you may find surprising, but I think it's an amazing album, is the new uh, Dead Weather, Dodge oh, and Burn. Nice. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about that one. That is a great record. Good stuff. Yeah. And just you know, it's I you know when I was making out the list, I was like, I just kept going higher and higher with it. I was like, ah, it's number one, I guess. Jack White on drums. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, they just got a good sound. Yeah. And they don't tour much or no. at all, really, which is a, is a shame. The bass player, um, I think I might have told you, is the bass player uh, for this band uh, called the Greenhorns. Oh, yes, you did mention that. Yep. Actually, uh, 
what's uh, the raconteurs is pretty mm. much Jack White and the Greenhorns. Okay, I got to see the Greenhorns a while back at uh, Cafe Nine. I was into oh, them nice. for you know remember remember back when uh, Exile on Main Street had the listening stations. Yep, that's where I first heard the Greenhorns, and then years later, uh, they played. Uh, they played Cafe Nine, and then it wasn't much long after that that I saw the Raconteurs in Boston. With Jack White? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, at the Orpheum Theater. So, yeah, Greenhorns, good band, check out. You know, it's, it's kind of like all, you know, the uh, the little the little trees connecting all these bands together. Nice. But uh, I got to give it up for Al. Had a great idea for the next top five in two weeks Dave, that uh, david actually helped with this one too. oh good so dave yeah, will approve yeah this um dave we we constructed it but dave initially brought up the the idea i but, love this uh yeah. idea why don't you tell me what it is so <clears throat> on the way home from motley crew the other night uh dave and i were talking and dave mentioned that um it, it would be cool to do a list where we'll call it the rock and roll round table so the top five artists. Now it doesn't. Now this one doesn't have to be in any you know necessary no, no particular order. order. So we want to know your top five artists that you would like to sit at a table, have dinner with, and just talk music. Yeah, you know, for a couple hours. Love it. Dead or alive, doesn't matter. Oh, we're going dead or alive. Going, uh, well, no, no. Maybe I'll make no, no, two. No, no, no. You want to go? Let's go alive. Let's go alive. Yeah, we'll let's go alive. That. Change that. We'll go alive. Um. So yeah, who who do you want to hang out with at a bar and talk music with all night besides me and Anthony? Alive. Yeah. <laughs> um speaking of which, great interview. Guy I've I've always loved. Uh this week, actually the last two weeks, Howard Stern has had really excellent interviews oh, nice. with John Fogarty. Long, you know, and his interviews go for like an hour and a half. It's not like, you know, you're they're sitting on Jimmy Kimmel's couch for two seconds. Yeah. Uh, interviewed John Fogarty, and uh, this week he interviewed Elvis Costello. Oh, nice. So if you can get those on, like, I don't know how many of you guys have Sirius, but uh, you can get Sirius on demand, or, you know, I'm sure somebody put them up on YouTube. But uh, Howard Stern's interview with John Fogarty is really awesome, and, uh, and the one he did this week with uh, Elvis Costello is fantastic. Nice. Then do they play in the studio too? After sometimes, like uh, like Elvis still he you know he was sitting there with an acoustic guitar and he'll strum a few things or or, or Howard will ask him to play something. Uh, John Fogerty played a little too, I think. Nice. Now, now I can't remember. I can't remember if I'm confusing it with the last time he performed, but I think he did have a guitar with him. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff. You know, especially after seeing John Fogerty and you know hearing the stories of of you know. How he got one of the worst record deals ever imagined, yeah. like all that early stuff. He never saw like a dime of it. There's some great songs, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, in the history of of him and Credence and him getting sued by Credence, and it was just you know, good good stuff all around. Yeah. So see if you can check out those interviews. Uh, I got another song for us to play. Ooh. This one I'm on the fence about, and you may be too. I don't know if you've heard it yet. Have you heard the new Megadeth? Yes. I don't know what what's going on with uh, the effect on the vocals, but it's 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 almost like the Megadeth of the future. <laughs> it's the only way I can think of it. Nice, and maybe because it's Back to the Future week. I, yeah. I had that in my head. Um, but uh, it, it, I think if the al- if this is any indication of what the album is going to be like, I don't know if I'm going to be into it. 
but uh, I'm going to play the one single that they have off the album so far. It's called Fatal Illusion. The album is called uh, Dystophobia. No, no. Dystopia. (laughs) D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-A. All these goddamn names. Dystopia. Uh, It comes out January 22nd. So check this out. Uh, Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think. This is the new Megadeth. It's called Fatal Illusion. Where he reeking out from out behind Around some deadly slumbers Something opened up his eyes 
different. Yeah. I did, you know, like I said, I dig, I dig the music. I'm not crazy about the vocal effect that uh, Dave's got on his voice. And I'll just come around and say it. As a bass player, I'm not a fan of Dave Elfson's tone. Yeah. He's a good player. He's a pick player, isn't he? he? It's so snappy. Yeah. It's so snappy. But uh, that is his distinct sound. I mean, yeah. when, whether you hear it in that song or you hear it in uh, P-Cells, mm-hmm. you know, that's Dave. Yep. But, uh yeah, so I'm, I'm anxious to hear what the rest of the albums are. I mean, I'm a big Megadeth fan. Yeah. You know, I get a little nervous each time a new album comes out because they are really hit or miss now. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, it's it's half of a new band. Yeah, exactly. 50% new players, so. Yep. She'll see what happens. So yeah, that comes out January 22nd. Awesome. Also, did you see the, uh, the video that uh, Dave Mustaine posted <laughs> on Periscope recently? The one about his guitar attack. He he. I don't know what happened at the show, yeah. but he blamed everything that was going wrong at the show on his guitar tech. I believe he called him a waste of skin and life. A waste of skin and life on yeah. Periscope. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so there may be a job opening. Uh, <laughs> anybody wants to be uh, Dave Mustaine's guitar tech? Although, I don't uh, know if I want that job. I'll pass on that one. Yeah. I'd rather work for Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> We should have the, the the Danzig Dave Mustaine tour. Yeah, wow, just be fights every night. The super assholes yeah. tour. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Nice. All right. So for the next show, your top five roundtable. Yeah, rock and roll. Round rock and table. roll roundtable. My my head is exploding just thinking about it right now. Seriously, because I want to I want to have I want to have people at my table that I don't think are going to annoy me after fifteen minutes. That's I want point. engaging conversation. Yeah. People that will also shut up and listen as much as talk. So we cannot have David Lee Roth at our table. No. So I don't think I I don't think time. I'd be putting him at my table anyway. Yeah, no, but he'll just talk the whole time. So Yeah. And so then, <laughs> he'll be like spewing uh 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 yeah. bop. <laughs> well let me tell you, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I could have Paul Stanley there. Is he just gonna stage banter my whole dinner? Well, the interesting about Kiss is yeah. uh, a lot of bands get invited to the dinner, but we're the ones that stay around for the rolls. <laughs> oh shit, that was great. <laughs> I have to. That was Craig Gast. Remember when we saw oh, Craig that's Gast? Right. Yeah. <laughs> We saw Craig Gass years ago yeah. at, I don't know, it was that bar in Milford. Yeah, it was under, near TGI Friday. Yeah. It's that shitty bar. And he did a great Paul Stanley uh, and Gene Simmons impersonation that basically nobody um, nobody got but us. Yeah. Because we're, we're the only Kiss fans yeah. there. I forgot what the quote was from Gene, but I always remember that, that, that quote from Paul. Was this before he ended up with Howard? Um... Yeah, well, no, it was after because he was okay. always with Howard, like off and on. Okay, because like, he used to do Sam Kittison on Howard That's all, right, all the yeah. time. I was kind of placed like what year that was, like, yeah, when he was doing that. As a matter of fact, he was there was that movie Pauly Shore is Dead. Yep, I saw that. I think he did the voice of Sam Kitt, the ghost of Sam Kittison in that movie. I think, okay. um, he was actually supposed to do like not necessarily a Broadway thing, but like an off Broadway thing of him as Sam Kinison doing all the Sam excuse me doing all the Sam Kinison material. Oh wow. Which would be cool cuz he his impersonation is spot on. Yeah, no that's awesome. Yeah. Let's check out Craig Gass. He was a, he was a good dude. 
I don't even remember how we got tickets to that, but it was like, hey, I just wanted to go and hear yeah. his, his impersonations of uh, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. But I remember that. Good night. comic. It was, such, it was like one of the smallest bars I've ever been in. And there was like 10 people there yeah. watching the show. Yep. Yeah. Good times. All right. So your top five round table. And uh, hey, send us stuff. Yes. Rock and roll junkies at yahoo.com. And we also have, um, I got an email today, November 8th mm-hmm. is the the record show at the Annex. Oh, yes. I got yeah, that email so, today, too. Yeah. At, uh, Woodward Ave in New Haven, Connecticut. Yep. If, um, and uh, also, if uh, at the same place, uh, so that's, you said November 8th? November 8th. It's a Sunday. Sunday, yeah. November 8th. Sunday, November 1st is the comic book uh, oh, yeah, and okay. collectible uh, extravaganza. Are you got a table? I'm not getting a table. Okay. Uh, I was supposed to get a table, split a table with my brother. Uh, he'll be at the World Series that weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not gonna have time to put all his his stuff together. So, uh, uh, if you're Mets fans, hey, congratulations! My brother's a huge Mets fan, and uh, he he will be at the World Series. Yeah, I'm guessing that cost him a pretty penny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't know how that stuff works. Well, last night they were saying. Um, they're averaging between like eight hundred and three thousand dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. And he's sitting with that um, with the seventh seventh line. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something, you know, yep. at, at that, that end of the park with yep. like the like the super loud fans. So it's probably not as expensive. Probably where yeah. where Jim Brewer is gonna ha- uh, yeah, hang out. Exactly. Yeah, it might not be as expensive. Plus, uh, you know, he knows some people from being a Mets fan for so long. He he took pictures of the yeah. Mets at spring training yep. and something. So, um. I don't know if he got a hookup, but maybe he did. But good for him because yeah. you know what? He deserves it for being a Mets fan his whole life. Exactly. Alrighty. And that's about it for me. Yeah, no, I um I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna go uh drink some uh emergency. Nice. Uh maybe take a Sudafed uh and uh shake off the rest of this little cold. I might do the same thing. Nice. I might chase it with uh Maybe a shot of whiskey. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds to very warm good. up the exactly get the juices get, yeah, flowing. Get the, the fl- phlegm moving. Whiskey know. for medicinal purposes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I like it. It's it's it is a uh, it is a cure all. Yeah, it works. I agree. All right, junkies, be well. Don't get sick. No, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. See you later.